Hello and welcome back to the Kaya Cast. Today we are joined by some familiar faces, Mr. Lorkenberg <laughs> on the end, Gina over there, and some new people. We've got Kothar from Koru and Yannicka from Shop Zero. I'm Brad and this is the Kaya Cast. On today's episode, we discussed a wide variety of things from sustainability in business to uh, mental health to how business owners have dealt with the COVID crisis, uh, manufacturing, uh, yeah, different spaces, community, working together, trickle down economics. We got really full. It's a really punchy episode. It's quite quick and yeah, jam packed with useful things, including some very helpful Cook mental up a health meal, tips. Grab a snack, settle down. And exactly. It's mental in. health month. Look after yourselves and yes. enjoy the episode. Woo. Yeah, I think. Let's start super simple. We are obviously at the More Love Market, um, hosted by Studio Candle in their wonderful space. Uh, and I think to start things off, what I'd love to know is just the story of how each of you uh, came to know Studio Candle. I think I'll save yours for the second one. So, mm-hmm. Kurtha, if you can just tell us about how you got involved with Studio Candle and, and with the More Love Market. Honestly, I was just a small business just passing by doing my thing. And then someone said to me, like, listen, they've got an opening and they want a small business to pull through. I really didn't think they were going to choose me. And oh. I'm just so glad. Ashby is great. Mm. She's made me so much more competitive in my area and so much more confident. Like I found her on Internet and then she just responded and she was, yeah, go ahead, come through, do your best work. Amazing. And I had to just do my best from there. Amazing. <laughs> and and you on your side, I mean, obviously there's there's quite a, a considerable level of involvement now between you guys and, and Studio Candle. So, yeah, I mean, maybe for the people, give in it, give a bit of context into you and Shop Zero and, and how you came to be in this space. We'll probably get into a bit more detail into <laughs> Shop Zero itself, but just so people understand. Yeah, so we actually moved in here at the beginning of the month as... Um yeah, we're just subletting, subletting a part of the shop space here, which mm. is just so fantastic how mm. that also happened. And it's interesting, I actually looked at the shop space originally to rent it when I was looking <laughs> for a new shop space. Um, and they they were they were fast enough to get it. So it's quite cool mm. how it all worked out. Anyway, so um, we moved out of our shop space um, in Woodstock, where we used to be close to the old biscuit mill. Um, lockdown happened. Mm. Um, things were so uncertain. And I decided not to re-sign our lease. Uh, so we went online only for seven months and then after that moved into a shop space 300 meters down the road here in Obs. And that lease was coming to an end again and I was trying to look at new spaces. So um, we've got a little WhatsApp group here, um, downtown Obs. It's all the business owners on this side of Obs. And I've seen Ashby's name on the group. Obviously, I haven't met her in mm. person. Um, gave her a call and said, listen, how would you feel about us maybe moving in with mm. you guys? Mm. And we had a conversation and she said, um, she said if it was anyone else, she would have said no, but mm, <laughs> she knows yeah. what we do and yeah. she loves what we do. Um, and luckily she was open, open to it. Mm. Um, so I just think it's also so amazing. You know, we never met each other in person. Mm. Um, I just took the chance, called her and she said, yes, let's do it. So yeah. that's how it happened. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, for, it's such a, I mean, these events, the, the markets in and of themselves, but I think also just what the space is coming to represent is that it's a lot more than 
you know, it's not Studio Candle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, the shop on the front says Studio Candle, they've got all these other small businesses yeah. that they're selling, you know, on a variety, you know, on a variety of scales. Yeah. Um, just uh, as you kind of pointed out, largely on a kind of shared uh, mission or value or kind of shared ethical code, mm, which yeah. I which I think is is, yeah. is really yeah, really special. But it's so great also how um, one big positive thing um, that happened during lockdown is how businesses stood together and communities and neighbors and so on and how so much emphasis has been put on support local, support small businesses. Um, so it's really great what they are doing here, providing a platform for mm. so many people, um, having different vendors in their shop space on a permanent basis mm. and then also this market and mm previous events that they've had and I know there are more mm. bigger ones coming up mm. which is also so exciting mm. because this space is not actually too small for mm. all the vendors mm. that they have which is amazing yeah. yeah it's one of those really good problems to deal with yeah. Yeah. it's like this is a problem <laughs> amazing let's deal with yeah. it oh, and no. I think <laughs> in line with that so I was chatting to Kothar earlier so and you can get into a bit about like what your what your brand is what your business is but also after that how you as a small business are supporting other small businesses so do you want to tell us a bit about that um Sure. So I'll go ahead. Like, um, I'm an architect by profession. <laughs> so, there you go. I'm an architect by profession, but I think of myself as being very creative. Mm. I think during the lockdown, we found out that we were much more than what our job entitled us to be. Mm. And we found out we were actually quite unhappy doing our jobs. So I was still studying and I thought to myself, listen, I got to make money, but I really wanted to have a community around me mm. and making made me meet people, made me meet people who were makers or just wearers of my things. Mm. I started with earrings, with polymer clay. We were actually recycling a little bit of things in here and there and it wasn't working, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. Having a small business will let you le- learn what it is that you do very well mm. and what you suck at. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. tough. It's tough. And you got to find a good way to actually show yourself out there, but also listen to the people who are giving me y- you good mm. feedback. Mm. And that was it. Um, so Studio Candle came when we were at a really good space mm. where I was finally in a space where I could do more, be mm. a good producer about earrings. But also I was in a space where I could now, you know, have a bit of confidence about my prices and my abilities and things. So as an architect, I actually specialize in socio-ecological architecture and practices. I'm okay. also doing my PhD at the moment, which I'm researching especially on women in architecture and socio-ecological practices. Wow. And that kind Incredible. of circles back. Big ups. Yeah. Thank you. That circles back to Mauritius, mm. which I'm from. And... I've never once shown up in a space where I don't not just announce myself in that way, but even in my area of business, you will find this inspiration from Mm. all those places. Yeah. So, um, for example, right now, community for me, is really Mm. big. And this is what I love about Studio Candor. It's not about competition, it's about collaboration. Mm. And really, they live that all the way through. So part of being here at a market, I would actually source, especially from black female artists, Mm. the work that they do on the side. And when they're trying to peak, Mm. I will go to them and say, listen, I'm going to buy your stock. Mm. I'm going to resell it for Mm. you. I'm going to give you your profit Mm. because I know I struggled to be here Mm. and I know I needed people to be here. Mm. So I think, I mean, that, that for me has been, we chatted to Noah and Ashby uh, on a previous episode now. And just the like, yeah, I think the, the realization amongst business owners now, especially younger business owners where, we're not as I, I don't know if it has to do with ego I'm not you know there's less ego and it's just like mm. 
you know, and, and it's good that we're talking about it. And I mentioned it when we were chatting to Noah and Ashby and they were saying, look, like often we still have break even months, you know, like it being a small business a couple of years in is really hard for several years. You know, the, the, the general thing is like for the first five years of starting a business are going to be hard as hell kind of as a rule. And, you know, the fact that I think there's now business owners coming through who are younger, who are more kind of ethically um, driven. I think ethic is a bigger part as, you know, as a generation and as, as younger generations, the ethic matters a lot more. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that we've now got young companies that are coming up where that is the ethos is, yeah, you know, acknowledging it, it's the self-awareness. Mm -hmm. It's like, I didn't do this on my own. You know, we, everyone, you know, to get to any level of business success, you had help and you had a hand up from other people. Um, and to have then, you know, the, the, the business owners that are coming up now are of that generation who are conscious of that and, and also, you know, aware of the importance to make sure that other groups who don't get that opportunity as much get that opportunity, I think is, for me, is just really exciting for, you know, the future of, of what our kind of business landscape looks like in, in Cape Town. There's so much passion and, and interest in you know in supporting one another yeah looks if i can build on that with a bit of a question um if we, when it comes to like creative projects and sort of like starting a brand or starting a movement or starting a like a a, a cultural thing community yeah. community um starting it can either be the best part or the worst part lots of people have different processes processes about how they go about it but if you could give one piece of advice to people who are hitting a roadblock when it comes to the actual starting of a small local brand with a sort of ethical um, frame of mind and sort of motivation as opposed to like purely profit driven, not ethical. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah, if you could give one piece of advice to people who are struggling to start, what would that be? Would you like to? I feel like I'm still starting. She's there already. I think it's just um, reaching out and trying and just just asking. Um, um, and also just like with my business. So I'm a I'm a I'm a primary school teacher. I left um, teaching in 2017. Um but I do still teach English online to Russian adults, actually, business and conversational English. So luckily also I kept that job as a sideline day job while building up my business mm. um, because, yes, it takes five years to know if a business is going to make it or not. Mm. So we're still in that five years and we had like a two-year um, COVID. Uh, COVID. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I'm still also um, working, working another mm. job. Um, but I don't really know anything about business mm. <laughs> um, lots of people in business start yes. out that way yeah you just feel it out yeah, yeah. so i i just got inspired um i found out about the zero waste movement um there was some uh, beer johnson the the zero waste uh queen uh, she coined the term she was here in south africa on tour um i found out about her i didn't know about her then i started my own little plastic free journey but just you know cutting out the straw mm. and plastic bag anyway then found out about so much more that you could mm. do um and i was just like there's no one in south africa doing this i have to do this mm. i've always mm. wanted to do something i've always had ideas mm. and then i just 
couldn't do it or whatever. So I started researching um, zero waste stores overseas. I saw that some of them successfully crowdfunded. So I started a crowdfunding campaign back in 2017. And um, that's how it all started. Mm. I just jumped online, got a name, got a logo, Canva free mm. <laughs> logo, which in the end we, we, <laughs> we adjusted a little bit. But there's, you know, the internet is just so amazing and um, you can just learn so much. Mm. Um, and since I've learned how to do graphic design, accounting, mm. photography, mm. all these things. It's so great. Mm. But I have also reached out to some other business owners, some of my suppliers, actually, business owners that I look up to, um, that I felt, uh, yeah, I'm just, I just always thought, wow, they're such great business people, mm. so business savvy. And I would often still mm. sometimes even reach out to them for advice. Mm. And not everyone's going to be open mm. um, to helping, but... If you don't come right there, then try someone else. I think that would be my advice. Mm. I want to quickly open the floor to we we have some listeners. We have some listeners. Hi, friends. You like you have to open the door because we can't hear you. You've just There's joined, but basically we're sitting down with uh, Shop Zero and Kothar, whose jewelry business is to the right of you. If you have left any questions, you. left of you, um, yeah. The floor about is yours. sustainability. You need to open the door business. so we can hear. <laughs> no questions. That's okay. You can open the door Give if you want think. to. Open the door if you think of something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. I think, yeah. I think we've got a question. Come through. Hello. I'm going to repeat that just because it wasn't on mic. So the question from the audience was what motivated you to start your business? I feel like you've fairly well answered that although mm. i definitely want to go into some more detail into shop zero but yeah i mean Kothar, in, in a bit more de- like what motivated you what was the the catalytic event yeah, i guess might be outside a of just a creative interest mm. you know like why jewelry specifically i guess you could mm. direct your creativity and in, into any yeah. way. And, a, and a creative interest in starting a business with that creative interest are two very different yeah. things so true um i think for you it was definitely for a service that you were looking into and you felt like it wasn't there i feel like it wasn't that case for me mm. you know i never felt a gap that i mm. needed to fill but i always felt a guilt when i was just wearing something that felt too selfish you know mm. you, when you talk about sincerity it needs to be out there mm. and I felt the conversation was a lot, a lot around guilt. Mm. So I was like, no, let's do something that feels radically personal. Mm. That doesn't have to benefit anybody but me. Mm. I want to wear this and mm. I want to make it for people who want to wear it as mm. well. And let's also have this platform to have those conversations where we are able to hear and explain to ourselves, like, these are things we want to do, not because we're guilty of the things we, we were, you know, but rather because we have the choice to do better choices. Mm. Just if that means wearing earrings that are polymically eco-friendly, then mm. that is it. Mm. Then you don't have to answer to anyone. And for women, it's very radical. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think we, I, I love that answer. We, I, th- I think for me, the common thread through all of these podcasts has been <laughs> Ashby and, and the two of you as well. Uh, the way we started this company is just like, it didn't come from like a career of expertise or a, you know, like I've. Trust you know, I've been doing this and now I want to get out of the corporate and do my own thing. It was more just like, I'm really passionate about this. I feel like there's a problem to be solved. Mm. You know, not necessarily that there was a huge gap in the market. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. You know, there can be a minor problem and that needs to be solved. It can solved, be a personal but, problem. Or a mm. personal problem. But it was a, a passion and, and there was a space for a solution. Mm. And I think the common thread has been 
you know, we're all figuring it out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think I'm the exception in that I do have a business degree, but it's in information systems, which has nothing to do with, you know, very little to do with what we're doing. And it's like, no, it's find something that you're passionate about and that you're willing to put in the five years and see whether it works out yeah. or not, you know, and, and for that to not be a huge problem, you know, is it, you know, looking at the five years and going, if it doesn't work out, oh, well, you know, did I enjoy it along the way? Because mm. I think that's special with it. You know, there's now more and more brands that are driven by passion and a need uh, and a want to do better and, and, and add, add value to, mm. to people's lives beyond just like, this is a, you know, straight up provision of a product or service. Mm. I think we've moved more into a space where it's, a, it's as, mu as much about how we provide that product or service as to what it is. And how I think that's, up. yeah, that's really, you know, a really positive sign for, for the kind of sustainable growth of, mm. of what we're doing. And just before uh, you pop in, Gina, I just want to say, so we did a podcast called Successfully Sustainable um, last year which was all about, and, and for me, it's a link between you two, was all about there's no right way to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. There's no like, this is, you know, the because it's all so situation dependent. Mm -hmm. It's all, you know, it's an incredibly, yeah, you know, your, your privilege, your financial situation, your cultural background, your, where you live, all of that impacts your ability to be sustainable in, in, in what way. And for me, what's way more important than like, oh, here's the right way to do it is here's a whole bunch of ways to do it mm. and make a, you know, make it, as you said, we have the choice to make better choices, yeah. you know, give people as many of those better choices as possible mm. and let them find what fits, you know, their situation because it, it's too easy for us to be, you know, judgmental about mm. the way people, you know, live their lives. And especially from a position of privilege, it's easy to be like, oh, well, why aren't you doing X or Y mm. or being vegan or, you know, not using any plastic it's like context is context is everything but the more people feel Encouraged. like yourselves and the more people that feel hey there's a particular way that i'd like to do it which i don't see being answered in cape town or in south africa which i think you know you wanted to go down the zero waste and there wasn't a solution so hey i'm gonna figure it out. i'm gonna try i'm gonna like throw it at the wall and see what sticks yeah. and i think <laughs> the more people have those options the easier it is for people to be able to be sustainable but also for me there's more options for people to feel like it's it makes it so much more mainstream and more common and more you know because it's not about oh you're sustainable because there's a right way to do it it's more just like societally we have more options and we yeah. and we can do more you know we can make more educated choices mm. in that perspective gina yeah i was gonna say um, in terms of like sustainability and like the social context that we're in, obviously there are different ways to be sustainable, but that's often a privilege to make mm. those choices. And I was just wondering in terms of like Shop Zero's brand, um, if there's like kind of any, anything community driven that you're doing to, I guess, teach people about sustainability, like at this point or in the future, maybe, um, for people that don't really know anything and then people that do have that are privileged enough to like, you know, buy reusable products. Cause often it is like a, a one-time cost that is more expensive, mm -hmm. but like in terms of explaining, you know, that, that benefits to people. Yeah. So firstly, definitely it is, um, you know, these reusable products 
it is an investment mm. and it pays, they do pay off for themselves quite quickly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we, I also like to see us as more than a shop. Mm. Um, um, and also just being an educator, I feel like I am still kind of educating in a way through mm. my business platform. Mm. We really like to raise awareness on our platforms as mm. well about different issues, not just plastic um, pollution Um and so on. But uh, I've gone back into schools to have talks at schools. So I've visited a few schools. Um, I haven't really done that um, uh, in in quite a while, I think probably just because of COVID. But recently a school reached out to mm. me again and they wanted me to go there. But we actually came up with the idea of bringing the kids here. So I haven't discussed this mm. with Ashby yet, but I think that's going to be quite a cool. A school outing, yeah. yeah. Because then they'll not only see our products, but they'll yeah. also mm. see the ladies making the clothes in here. Yeah. Yeah. See the full picture, yes. the full process. And I think whether you can implement it now or later in your life, just you know, having that knowledge, mm. you know, in the, in, in your mind. Yeah. And it Doing actually, yeah. And it's really so important to work with the children mm. um, because they are our future mm. and yeah. they can then go. It and starts, you plant the seed and yes, the tree grows. Exactly. Exactly. And influence their parents again. Um, but yeah, we also sell a lot of um, products that are from social. Um, it, it's like social upliftment initiatives that we have. We sell um, a, body soap, a liquid body soap that's made um, by a project, uh, previously abused women who have been upskilled to learn how to make this soap. So that um, helps them spur a livelihood, them and their kids. Um, then I always used to, I lived in observatory, um, uh, but I moved out to Komiki last year, loving it. Um, but you, do you live in Komiki? Yeah. I, my family lives in oh, Komiki. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. But anyway, so I um, used to live here in OBS. I always drove past a big issue um, yeah. vendor and he made these um, portable slow cooking bags that he was also selling next to the road and uh, hot, we hot list boxes. sorry is, it, is, it, is that a hot box no so it's like a um, it's a portable slow cooking bag so you bring your food to oh, a so boil you take it with you well you, you use it at home so what <laughs> okay. you do it saves electricity because you bring your uh, is that food not, is that not a, what a hot box it's too like sort of like it's like a big like glove almost for the pot yeah 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 probably yes 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 you leave it there for like eight hours yes 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 maybe a different name but yeah hot box yeah my mum works with a lot of women in um red hill ocean view and masipomalele and they they she's got a whole bunch of projects that she's involved with but one of them is the ladies make hot boxes and sell them and then that Kind of cool. Well, I must. I need to chat to you after this also yeah. because I just love getting involved with those things. Well, but anyway, yeah. so I just started chatting to him. Um, took photos of his of his bags, put it on our site. So we're offering a platform for him there. Um, then our original shop space that we had in Woodstock, we started off as a pop up shop because we struggled to find a shop space at first. Anyway, um, uh, Peter and his group of African um, craftsmen and. Uh, Lockdown also obviously very much affected them because they mostly sold curios to foreigners. Um, they started making shui shui face masks. When lockdown happened, we immediately got that from them. So I like selling also products with a story. Mm. And then we've got um, wristbands made of plastic litter that was upcycled into bracelets. And we've got ones with, we've got it here, microplastic in earrings and also key rings mm. we sell tree rings as well from green pop so it's um a bamboo key ring with a with the coordinates of where the plant is mm. uh the tree is planted that you purchase so that That's represents so cool. that. I love yeah. that yeah i love green pop there <laughs> yeah yeah good friends 
yeah, I think it's awesome. so great that like when you're supporting a small local business, you're often supporting so many indirectly because yeah. those business owners are just, yeah, it's there's something that they're conscious of and they just want to help the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the, the way that this conversation has progressed has just been this incredible example of exactly that kind of like, it's top down, it's trickle down economics, but actually working because mm-hmm. it's not, you know, a big corporate at the top controlling where things are. Mm-hmm. It's, could be working you know, better. You know, yeah, it could always be better. But, you know, like that, you know, Studio Candle with the market and then they've got all the vendors and then, you know, Kothar's also supporting other small businesses. Mm. and with, this Yeah, with you guys in the space are also supporting oh, a variety of other small businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like like Ashby was saying, she, she kind of said, because, you know, it was like, you know, Mesh. I wish there were a whole bunch of other brands like Studio Candor, mm. you know. And I mean, I think we all, you know, want more brands that that care generally. But mm. that, you know, Ashby was like, yeah, and when that happens, we'll really back them because it's important that they get that support. Mm. And Speaker, I think... Speak, speak oh, yeah, Ashby yeah. was just talking about <laughs> how did you do that? That was incredible. <laughs> Mike, the mic. It's, a no, I, it's picking it up. Don't worry. Is it? Is yeah, it oh. it'll pick up actually. It's on the floor. Don't worry about it. Do <laughs> um, you want to say something, Ashby? Okay, grab the mic. Yeah. It's just behind the, the chair. There we go. Here's a problem. I don't know She's what I'm going to ask. She's got the mic, but open the Wait, door a little bit because we don't have headphones because that was smart planning. Hello. Hello, Hi. Ashby. Um, I don't know how you did that. We literally just summoned you. That was incredible. <laughs> I don't know what to ask. Hold on. It's going to come <laughs> over me. Anything you want. Hmm, what stall today do you guys find most interesting? What is, you know, Ooh, what's a new a brand question. you found? Yeah, that's cool. Question. A stall that's not your own, <laughs> yeah. you know? That's a bit easy. <laughs> not Studio Candle. <laughs> I, I actually haven't had a chance to go look at them all properly. I quickly went through here this morning yeah. to take a quick video. I did like those little crystals, um, those hanging crystal oh, things. Very rare. Moon City, yeah. yes. Moon City. And then I got myself this today from Studio Candle. <laughs> Sporting <laughs> it for podcast love it <laughs> thank you Ashby. okay cool guys enjoy thank you thank you that was wild um, but <laughs> also, so you were talking about, i saw her like approaching i was like yeah. can she hear us <laughs> also like but off topic but it's so crazy because i don't know if you know ashby also studied architecture yeah. Yeah. so i've had like two architects sitting on this couch it's today amazing. i just think it's yeah. so interesting we actually um I was speaking to her like a month ago. Then she told me she did architecture. And I was like, I did architecture. Did we know this about each other? And we didn't. But we hustle in architecture. Mm. And, and so we cool. connected. Yeah. and But she actually did environmental design as well. Okay. And Ashby actually helps me personally a lot in my research. Because she's so giving and generous mm. about her knowledge. Yeah, I think that's, that's what beautiful. makes Studio Ken also great. Mm. You know, business-wise, mm. like... But I think, you know, beyond it being just Studio Candle, you know, because they are are definitely doing that. But, you know, the fact that we're sitting here having this conversation is for me, it's it's an example of the fact that it's not just isolated silos, you know, Mm. because there are so many people who will watch this and, you know, have heard from the experience of the Studio Candle guys and, and both of you as well in starting these kinds of brands and you know, different ways to go about trying to solve a problem that you, you know, have a personal grapple with and and doing so ethically. And in doing that, we're all, you know, contributing to a better kind of 
business and cultural environment mm. in, in Cape Town and, and where we live and hopefully South Africa and the world, you know, and I think what for me, as you pointed out, the internet's incredible mm. in terms of enabling businesses to scale and grow and, and people to connect mm. and and just to learn and to learn. Yeah. And I think, the you know, having these kinds of conversations means that, you know, tons of people will be able to access that kind of information and insight into your brands, but also like how to do the same kind of thing if they want to, which is, you know, again, it's it's the whole thing of like, well, you know, Ashby's helped you, but, you know, that's then helping other people to learn. And, you know, some of the small brands that you stock or the smaller vendors that you stock, hopefully in, in time will almost outgrow that and mm. be able to go to their own space. But there's this interconnectedness and, you know, a community, you know, that relationship, hopefully, mm you know, continues to to grow. And then you have lots of growing successful businesses who all have some kind of loyalty and, you know, community mm. with one another who then, you know, everyone's then shouting one another out and, and giving one another props and, and helping everyone to grow. And then I think, you know, that that's just only of benefit to all of us, you know, and even what I love about all of this kind of stuff is even talking about your own experience, you're going to learn things about your own experience. Because having to explain it to other people often makes you, you know, think about it a little bit differently yourself. And, and then you learn things, which I, yeah, conversations and, and stories with, with people who, yeah, understand something of, of what you're going through, I think are just so powerful. Um, yeah. Did one of you have a question? I saw someone with no, a microphone. I do. I do have a question. Okay. It's not necessarily, I was going to wait to slot it in, but if, you, if you're asking... <laughs> Um, so I've, I've, I've not started my own small brand per se. I see myself as my own kind of brand no, in a sense. Brand. I'm, a, I'm a director of photography. I, a lot of what I do is through my own output for other people. So I suppose there's that, but I've witnessed Brad on his journey for, I've, I've been lucky enough to, for a lot of the journey, not maybe as much as other people. Um, but it, from I, if I've seen one thing, it's that it's a roller coaster. There's highs and there's very high highs, and then there's lows and there's very low lows, and those lows can push you in all different directions. They can make you feel all kinds of things, and sometimes it feels like it's the end of the road or that this is the final straw, the mm -hmm. the straw that broke the camel's back per se. For you guys you're still you're still going which means that it's going well mm -hmm. um but what would you say is the closest that you've come to kind of you ending it all is there like okay, is, well, there, the is there is the business the business, the business. <laughs> not, not yourself that's um, so deep not not yourself the business but is there a moment that you have kind of like pinpointed where you were like oh this is the end of the road for to what and what kept you going and then what yeah, yeah what was the turning factor that sort of drew you back in if you're comfortable so, if you're comfortable sharing yeah no um for me it's just been my dream that has been keeping me going because um i've had some pressure from my husband and other family members you know it's not to say actually that if a business is still around that it is going well yeah, yeah. i mean we can be we can be lucky that we are still around yeah. I, I've, I was very sad this week to find out about two businesses that uh, well one's going on a bit of a break to decide what they're going to do one's yeah. closing down it's the one was a business that's been in existence for seven years um you know i've had 
yeah, it's really, really been difficult. Mm. Lockdown has really caused it, yeah, so much yeah. havoc. Um, it is actually a miracle that we are still around, mm. to be honest. Mm. Like it, they have. We've been so close to bankruptcy. Mm. It's uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but. It's also about adapting, you know, like with us, we had an 80 square meter shop space in Woodstock before we had an in-store cafe. When lockdown happened, we realized we don't need all of that. Mm. We're actually at, uh, in level five, the first three weeks we, um, oh yeah, we actually kept, kept our store closed for the first three weeks, um, only had our online store running. But anyway, then when we opened up, we actually blocked off the store so that for everyone's mm. safety, so that people didn't really go in and touch all the mm. products. And we saw like, hey, we actually literally just using this small little space at the front. Mm. We just need storage space. Mm. So when my lease came to an end, we moved into a smaller space here in Arbs and now we're in an even smaller space. Mm. Well, actually first we moved everything to my house mm. and ran the online store from there for mm. seven months. Sure. <laughs> um, and then I was, uh, we were like, okay, we, we're going to move soon and we need a warehouse space. And mm. I just, that's why I thought of this space as a warehouse. And I love how they actually converted this into mm. such a beautiful mm. shop space. Anyway, we found a space and thought, okay, let's have, if I'm going to start paying rent again, I might as well have a small little shop front mm. for people who do want to come and walk in. But anyway, um, yeah, so for me, I've had people not really believing in my dreams so much as what I am mm. um, and telling me, you know, all this hard work isn't worth it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just really, really still hope mm. <laughs> that... Uh, I can make it work mm. and that we can recover from this. Mm. Um, so yeah, we in here now and I'm hoping to open up a flagship store somewhere in the deep South later, later this year, hopefully. And I know then we can get back to where we were, but yeah, we still not where we were. Mm. Um, so, uh, but it is interesting being a business owner in this era. In um, yeah, because I never knew business before um, mm. a pandemic mm. and yes, business owners do have, um, problems like normal problems anyway but mm. now humans too, funny it, enough. sorry humans too oh yes yeah. yeah but yeah it's really been interesting um how this pandemic just caused mm. all these new mm. uh hurdles and mm. so on yeah mm. would you say it's similar for you or well, is there... i think every week when i have an obstacle is the week that i'm quitting <laughs> so i'm really shocked that i'm still here but to be honest like um I feel like you're so well established. We feel, I feel like I'm only in the beginning and it's been a beginning for over a year now and it's only me managing my whole business. Mm. And honestly, I feel like sometimes it gets to me as a person mm. and I don't know where I find the strength to just keeps going and maybe it's a people pleaser mentality mm. that I need to just con confirm the next order and just pull yeah. it through and have it together. I might actually be facing one of my biggest obstacles right now where I'm not from South Africa. I have to leave the country in a week mm. and I don't know what's about to happen for my business. But I also found out wherever I go, my business goes. Mm. It's not the end of it. Yeah. If I need to open shop again in Mauritius, that mm. just means for now, it's a little period in mm. the story, but the story mm. continues. Chapter. Yeah, like we're just turning the page and I just got to push. And that also brings more opportunities again. You, exactly. you won't exactly. know what happens once you maybe open up that side exactly. as well and connections that you make there. Yeah. But if you see every opportunity as a great opportunity, mm. then every opportunity yeah, is a great I think, opportunity. Yeah, you know, COVID has on one hand, you know, been a huge limiting factor in, in a lot of ways, but it's also taught us, of a, you know, a whole bunch of new ways to do business mm. that we didn't really know existed. 
you know, and across the business landscape, you know, from the biggest multinational corporations to small businesses have all been affected, mm. obviously, doubtlessly um, by COVID. But, you know, the the development that's gone into online shopping has been immense. You know, mm. the, the accessibility of that for smaller businesses has increased dramatically, mm. you know careering is more accessible yeah. now for everyone so you know it is that kind of thing every i forget what every cloud and whatever um you know but out of every crisis mm. you know often comes comes opportunity I, someone said the other day you know uh, uh, yeah who was it? it was chester the other day, saying just after you know, after every, every crisis there's a renaissance yeah. there's a there's a like there's a redevelopment of thinking and then the way we do things yeah. and i think that's what this all symbolizes is you know, we're thinking about how we do what we do so much more yeah. um, and, 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 and what impact that has and why we do. And I, I think that's that's really important. And, you know, sharing that with people and also you know, this is a great example of how just a, another little tidbit of a lesson for everybody is just that, you know, things can look good on social media as with individuals and yeah, yeah. Uh, individuals and businesses alike, you know, things Definitely. can look like they, I mean, <laughs> over the last <laughs> couple of months where we've had, you know, there've been times where it's been some of our hardest months or our worst performing mm. months and people are coming up to me and going, Oh my God, it looks so you great on Instagram. So well, you, like it looks like you're doing so great. And you're like, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I mean, we're like doing our best. <laughs> yeah. but but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm also not about to put, all mm. of like my major struggles on social media. I try, I, mm. I try to be as sort of transparent and honest on social media as I possibly can because it, it is easy to make it seem as though you live this incredible life where mm. it's all this beautiful stuff. Like just the background setting of Cape Town alone is like enough to make anyone think that you're living your best life. But <clears throat> like it is also important to highlight the bad times and mm -hmm. to be like, I mean, it, it, I'm not saying like dump your whole life mm. story on your on your instagram story that's not what it's for that's what therapy's for um, <laughs> reminded everybody go yep. to therapy go to therapy instagram <laughs> stories are not therapy um but it is important to i suppose keep people informed in your own way and mm. like yeah that's the other thing is that I, I don't mean put everything mm. on your instagram yeah. story or post everything or yeah. put it on tiktok i mean just people yeah i think it's it's hard as a as a business owner or as a brand manager you know you never want to create a brand impression that mm. you know things are not going well because that's you know that's not good but in the same you know it's, not note, it's also important that you know at, and maybe it's a way where these kinds of conversations are you know it's a bit less directly brand oriented and it's a bit more of a deep dive into you know Yes, these are all these great things going on, but you know it's important as business owners mm. that we understand from one another that we're all in the same boat. Because often when things are not going well, you're just sitting there going, "Oh my god, everything looks. Everyone else is doing so well, uh, and like I just I can't don't, pull anything yeah. together. Like, I can't do this. Everyone's so much better than me, and it's like no, behind the like pretty Instagrams, you yeah. know, for a lot of people, it's it's quite a struggle. We're going to need to wrap everybody. up fairly yeah, soon. Yeah, I was like just going to say, minutes. like, I personally appreciate, like, that kind of honesty mm. from brands. Mm. And I think that sometimes just, you know, like Lorcan said, it doesn't need to be like a deep dive into all your problems. But like mentioning it, you'll often find another small business mm. might reach out and want to mm. help. Like mm. generally, well, I don't want to say generally, but I like to think that people are generally good hearted. Mm. And yeah, <laughs> if I can just quickly yeah, say, no, but yeah. again, like. If it wasn't for COVID, mm. because never before could brands really 
Mm. Say such extreme things mm. like Bold last year I made this desperate plea once um, and I had our whole store on sale for three days because we didn't know how we were going to get through the month. Mm. And I was actually inspired to to be so vulnerable and say that and make that post because I saw um, one other well-established business who I look up to a lot they you know just certain things that they said in their newsletter and then another business who also said like how bad it was actually going and I realized like okay if these businesses can do it and I thought they are doing so well mm. then yeah I'm I'm gonna do it too and uh, also just I I reached out to other business owners because we buy our food products in 25 kilogram bags mm. um but cash flow has been such an mm. issue and we couldn't continue buying thousands and of rands worth of food so I actually approached other businesses mm. and we started buying food together and sharing mm. together and I literally spoke to another business owner in this week they've been around for over 30 years and she's willing to to work with me and help us um you know so that we can maybe just take 10 kilograms of the 25 kilogram bag. So it's just amazing. Can I add on to that? Yeah. Like there's a piece of gold that my therapist gave me and she said, when you find your right crowd and your right voice of authenticity, that's when you're vulnerable. If you haven't, then you feel exposed. Mm. And really mm. it feels like you did find your right crowd. You were able to be vulnerable and speak up your truth. Yeah. And that's what I, you need. I mean, I think that Thanks. was a spectacular ending note and, and an yeah. incredible for seeing as it's May and it's it's mental, mental health, health awareness yeah i say we end off by each giving a piece of gold that a therapist or therapist <laughs> friend has given us in life i don't know a quick like, one quick one yeah like a little yeah if you have something in mind yeah go ahead you have a oh you introduced the topics so surely someone else um, <laughs> brad we'll start with for, you for me i think the the it's not really a thing that a therapy you know that's but for me just the most helpful thing has been Mental perspective is everything mm. um and different people face exactly the same situation relatively speaking but mindset and and how you approach whatever's thrown your way is everything and for me it's about controllables and uncontrollables and mm. uh, just focus on the things you can control and, and deal with those because spending time worrying about uncontrollable factors is just a waste of your emotional and, and physical mm. energy. Yeah. I'm going to give mine in a form like of a tip that I've learned that works for me. So I have, well, I don't know, not like whatever the degree of my anxiety, but I suffer from anxiety and I often find it stops me from working and then I don't work and I get stressed about the fact that I'm not working because I'm anxious. So I sit with a notebook on the side and anything that pops into my head, all those like thoughts that you know are swimming around i pop it down and i get back to what i'm doing mm. and i'll address it later mm. that works for anybody else that's really <laughs> good that's really good um i'd say for me um it's easier said than done and it's something i've struggled with my whole life but it's just making sure that you believe in yourself and believe in what you do as long as as long as you've got those two things then it's so much easier to um sort of overcome any obstacle and like if someone is uh unfairly critical of what you're doing you know at least you're assured you you are assured in yourself of what you're doing so you don't need their um certification or their sort of like uh, approval, approval yeah. of what you're doing it's more it's more i i know what i'm doing i love what i'm doing so i'm going to keep doing it mm. and if you don't like what i'm doing that's a good sign because i'm not doing it for you mm. I think that that's Amen. that yeah. would be mine. 
cool. Love it. Yeah, so... I, what I also learned uh, from my therapist was about um, work-life balance and being more mindful. And I think this is also something that a lot of business owners can struggle with Mm. is work-life balance and boundaries. Um, Mm. It did go better for me last year during therapy. It went a little bit more downhill, but I am busy reading Get Mm. Your Shit Together. And um, I'm hoping that uh, (laughs) that that will help soon. That the shit will come together. (laughs) But yeah, it's quite a cool book. Check it out. (laughs) I think you started off with our nugget. I shared my nugget. Yeah, yeah that my, was a pretty huge nugget. Nugget. Was a, <laughs> a domino. I think that was a yeah, a pretty yeah. I really enjoyed good, that ending. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, cool. do you, do you want to end it off? Do you want me to end it off? Uh, you can. Yeah, you. It's yeah. my birthday today. Oh, oh yes. Happy, happy birthday! birthday. <laughs> it's a birthday episode, happy so you have to birthday. like it and go follow <laughs> both of these platforms. <laughs> Otherwise, exactly. you're just really rude. <laughs> so do that. Otherwise, you're mean. Look to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Lovely. Okay, one ending. Thank you so much for watching. Like and subscribe and do all the things. You know how to. And go check out these two wonderful human beings and and their brands. Thank you so much. All information will be in the description below. Do an intro quickly.